0: Oh, what a weekend, eh? <laughs> Coming on absolutely mad, wasn't it? Don't know, I block out trauma. How are you? You all right? Did you see Biden and Kamala's... Kamala's... Come, Kamala- Jesus Christ. I'm as bad... Kamala's... speeches? Bit wedding-y, wasn't it? I thought a little bit... a little bit cringe, a little bit... This man... This beautiful man, Joe. We did it, Joe. We did it. Uh, Joe's speech uh, was just sort of gracious hits, wasn't it? I I don't see red states or blue states. I only see a a blurish, blurry, grayish area somewhere over there. And my, my grandpa said to me, keep the faith. And, you know, my grandma said, she said, no, Joe, keep a sandwich in your pocket. Um, I keep coming back to Van Jones, who, who broke down and wept. He probably saw it on the social media on CNN. Uh, it was amazing, and he's been amazing throughout the whole um, of the last week, uh, really. Uh, and he said earlier in the week, I'm reprising this. I said this uh, last week. Uh, he said, you know, that the the, the the left or you know the, the the no Trump brigade should not see this as a victory on a moral level. Uh, it isn't. It's catastrophic uh, because. There we are, nearly 70 million people. Let's call it around 70 million people still voted for Trump, uh, still were okay with all of that, and that is a catastrophic failure. So, uh, I think he's right, and I think we need to be careful because what goes on over there ends up going on over here. I mean, and if you're talking about the film ET, it takes like three months to arrive in 1983, uh, or it's a little bit faster now. Um There is a huge groundswell of people. It's not just the Daily Express who really love Trump. They really dig it. They love all this stuff. And, you know, the anti-mask brigade, like, we laugh at them the way we laughed at flat earthers, like, it's, it's, it's so significant. And we should be so frightened by this result. Uh, I want to talk about a guy called David Curtin. Um, very much spelt kind of like, uh, this country, uh, K U R T E N, David Curtin. Um, his Twitter biography describes him as a heritage party leader, um, a London assembly member, a Brexiteer, a Christian, a social conservative, pro-life, pro-free speech, pro-free markets uh and he's you know he's got a good following i don't know how many followers he's got but he he's doing all right and he he gave an interview to sputnik this is a member of the london assembly uh, gave an interview to sputnik uh it's state owned uh by russia and um uh neil McFarker, come on of the new york times uh, wrote uh about sputnik uh, the fundamental purpose of for ...or Russian disinformation experts said is to undermine the official version of events... events, ...even the very idea that there is a true version of events... ...and foster a kind of policy paralysis. Um, He he, he was talking about Sputnik. Um, In early 2019, CNN Business... (laughs) ...come on... uh, ...reported that Facebook had removed hundreds of pages... Uh, passing as independent news sites but were actually under the control of employees of sputnik i've gone from sput to sput i'm getting into this uh, Sp- sputnik there we go said uh the move was clearly political in its nature and practically censorship uh so in his interview david curtin london assembly member uh said if the courts he's talking about the election uh in the states if the courts have any decency whatsoever they will give the election to trump <laughs> hang on if the courts have any decency whatsoever they'll appraise all of the evidence and then reach a conclusion you can't say if you're decent you'll let me win that's not uh, and they will take into account all the shenanigans that have been going on in those states um i did see uh, on fox Someone was complaining, uh, saying, well, they're not letting us in. We can't see what's going on in those rooms. And it was literally a split screen. And the other side of the screen was those rooms. It was a live video feed of the ballot counting room that he was talking about, saying you couldn't see inside it. Um, He said, uh, I see that it may even go to the Supreme Court. And if it goes to the Supreme Court, I think ultimately Trump will win because they adhere to the Constitution, not because... On that Supreme Court, you've got Justice Clarence Thomas, Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett, all of whom battled for Bush in Bush v. Gore uh, on that recount in Florida in the year 2000. Uh, Brett and Amy uh, were part of the legal team. Um, I've signed up to David Curtin's newsletter and... uh, He uh, said of all his achievements, busy things he's been doing. He's a busy guy, busy guy. He said, I feel like I've been fighting a lot of battles on a lot of fronts. (laughs) Um, Yes, maybe fighting's not the answer. Anyway, uh, I questioned Sadiq Khan uh, about the appalling arrest of Dr. Heiko Schoening after speaking at Speaker's Corner about the fact that COVID-19 has not affected any more people than in a bad flu season uh well maybe that's true it's just that it's done that with lockdowns and masks uh the british medical journal uh says that uh flu rates are down massively so if you want to compare it to an average flu season that's fine, you can do that. But let's look at what flu's doing with the lockdown measures and uh, masks and all the rest of it. Uh, so, this is for the week ending 2nd of August. Uh, there were 5.7 cases of the common cold per 100,000 people. Uh, that was up a little bit from the previous week, uh, but it was still around nine times fewer cases than the five year average for that time of year. Uh, so, w- what they're saying is, It's nine times smaller the number of cases that you're getting of colds and flu, right? Um, So uh, COVID is working at the same rate as flu when flu is nine times diminished. Do you understand what I'm saying? Is that what you can deduce from that is that COVID is nine times more infectious and viral than flu. That's what we're saying. OK, you can factor in stuff like they said, you know, in the article they said, well, maybe fewer people have recorded uh, colds and flu. Fewer people went to their GPs because, you know, you had lockdown and people didn't want to. Of course, let's factor that in, you know. OK, let's call it three times. It's still kind of horrendous. And with lockdown measures being eased, we are seeing rates of colds and flu increasing uh, and Test and trace is not massively helping 7000 people given the wrong dates for self-isolation and and the numbers are just impossible. So uh, apparently between the 22nd and 28th of October, contact tracers were asked to reach over 300000 people. That's an increase of 16 percent on the previous week. That's a staggering number of people that you're supposed to contact. So we know what the data is. We know what the statistics are. It's it's all there. It's a real fact. But the question is, what do we do about people like David Curtin? Like, that's the problem that we're battling. It's it's not really coronavirus. You know, hell is other people. You know, I'm just singling this guy out simply because he's there and he's very, very vocal about it. And he's quite prominent politically. What do we do? Because they've. Built this reality, and it's not really based on evidence, not not tangible evidence. They talk about you know Norway or Sweden or whatever and stuff, and the fact is, it's a completely different demographic. Just the physicality of their cities and how they work and how families live together—it's just not comparable. And it's completely irrational. Something I saw uh, there's a Twitter account called Artists Against Lockdown. which is like artists self locked down all the time anyway. But uh, one guy responded to, the you know, they tweeted out something about saying, oh, we must resist and blah, 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 uh, and stop wearing masks and stuff. And and someone observed uh, in a reply, they said, um, well, yeah, we know what the, uh, the end game is. They want to get everyone on universal basic income and leave us all totally reliant on the state. And you think, how does that, serve the interests of big business or you know even the state (laughs) it's like it's like saying oh oh you know what you know what those two people over there are trying to do they're trying to adopt all the orphans of the world unbelievable like what (laughs) what would what would the point of hemorrhaging money into people with no return how would that serve anyone They want to control us They would have controlled... No, Matt. Well, yes. But what they want is you to be doing an exhausting job that requires you to purchase stimulus all the time to keep you going, whether that's new outfits or drinks or food or whatever, and burning stuff up and paying childminders and farming that out because it doesn't make coin for daddy. Universal basic income is never going to make coin for daddy. Remember that's what it's all really about having us all locked up in our homes doesn't make coin for daddy. it's just static and stagnant. no one's interested in that <laughs> i don't i don't, you know i i'm i'm not I'm not a fan of lockdowns I'm not a fan of this government but I do understand that they should have done it earlier and now they've got to do a lockdown and now it's hurting them. And that's consistent policy for the Conservatives. It was the whole thing from back in 2016 when they did the the exercise and realised all the things that they needed to put in place and decided, well, no, let's not bother. Let's just hope for the best and try and spend our way out of it later instead of investing up front in preventative measures. We're all, as a species, we are hardwired to go for cure and not prevention because prevention's boring or, you know, doesn't seem like why should I it's it's all we do it's cure not prevention and it doesn't make economic sense if you're really a capitalist it's idiotic in the states uh people who were making under $27,000 a year in January are still running on average at 20% less money than they had in January. People making $60,000 a year have fully recovered their lost jobs. So if you were making 60 grand, you're back to making 60 grand. If you're making 27 grand, no, you're, you're nowhere near that now. So the poorest people are being hit hardest and the poorest people are the most profitable. I can't remember what level of profit the average employee makes for Tesco's, but it's Way more than their salary. You're going to have a meaningful tranche of American society. There will be a class of people living in their cars. That's happening. People are being evicted. Uh, One of our regular listeners and contributors, mathematician extraordinaire, David Alt, who I keep meaning to get on the podcast and keep failing to, but I will one day, David, I promise. Uh, He said... Uh, On Twitter, my Brexit prediction is that Johnson is not in this for the long run. His job is to get a no deal over the line. Uh, We already that we already know that he won't be able to work with a Biden presidency given history. Uh, What do you think? Uh, Great question. Thank, thanks, thanks very much. Um, yes. Well, Johnson. Obviously, this is a catastrophic result as far as Johnson's concerned, because uh, Biden uh, and his team took great offence uh, at uh, Johnson's quite racist comments when uh, the bust of Winston Churchill was removed from the Oval Office. Uh, said, "Well, I, I suspect this is something to do with his heritage, having a bearing a grudge against the Empire." Um, way to go, Prime Minister. Excellent move. Um I agree. I think you know, I think Johnson's days are numbered. I think he's probably going to go February, let's say, something like that. Um but, you know, the the purpose of Trump, I don't think Trump was necessarily, you know, I think his winning back in twenty sixteen was a surprise to a lot of people. Um, but the purpose of the Trumps and the Farages and all of these people is 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 not necessarily to, to achieve power. It's it's kind of like what the Green Party does, it's, it's a pressure group and you're trying to shift the political spectrum. And, and what they've done, the Trumps and the Farages, is they've they've pulled the bandwidth of politics to the right massively. They've normalized the right wing stuff. And, you know, here we are, uh, many people celebrating Joe Biden's win when Joe Biden has been advocating for cuts to Social Security for 40 years. Um, he said, this was, I think, in 1995 in the, in the Senate, he said, when I argued that we should freeze federal spending, I meant Social Security as well. I meant Medicare, Medicaid. I meant veterans benefits. I meant every single solitary thing in the government. And I not only tried it once, I tried it twice. I tried it a third time and I tried it a fourth time. Um, he was advocating a freeze. Uh, which would, of course, in real terms, have meant a, a cut. Um, I'm a, just a lovable old grandpa. And when I was a kid, my grandpa used to say, nothing's more fun than a bullfrog and a paper straw. And ain't that... See, folks today, they don't know what I mean the hard work. <sighs> Thanks, Joe. Great to have you on board. But, you know, that feels like a win. That feels like a win. Flippin'. Uh, Anyway, thanks very much for being here. I'm going to be rolling out quite a lot of exciting stuff. Hey, thanks very much to Andrew, who emailed me some extensive advice for Patreon. Uh, Yeah, good thoughts. And I'm going to look to restructure quite a lot of that. Um, That's really exciting. Thank you very much indeed for that. And um, I should mention the great Brinsley Bake Off. Uh, It's very exciting. Save the date. November the 22nd. In the afternoon, I think two till four uh, in the afternoon, we'll have a little baking competition. Can you bake something lovely or not lovely? Uh, There's actually going to be prizes. Uh, There's there's aprons, special aprons um, for for the best ones. So uh, we will uh, I'll let you know across the week about how how to get involved in that. But, you know, save the date. November 22nd, I think between two and four p.m., because my figuring is. Lunch is done, but then you're not into the whole kind of I need to make tea uh, for the kids. Two to four feels about right to me. So uh, it's very exciting. And I think we might look at doing some charity donations, uh, something like that. So uh, leave that with me. But we've got we've got some some awesome stuff coming up. Uh, I will let you know more on Twitter, too. It's at not today pod. And it's not today at swanburst.com. If you want to email, the door is always open uh you're always welcome um thanks very much for indulging me i will be back with more tomorrow lots of love to you stay safe out there okay bye this has been a swanburst media production selling a little or a lot